Good morning and welcome to this podcast where we will talk about digitalization of healthcare in the Nordics. This podcast springs out of a cooperation between the LUT University School of Engineering Science in Finland, the Nordic Welfare Center, an institution in the Nordic Council of Ministers, Social and Health Sector, and Melardalen and Sofia Hemet Universities in Sweden, the Danish Dementia Research Center, and the Norwegian Center for eHealth Research. I am Randi Laukle from the Norwegian Center for eHealth Research, and with me today are Kristine Gustafsson, Associate Professor Researcher and Nurse from Sweden, Helene Melkas, Professor in Industrial Engineering from Finland, Bengt Andersson, Senior, senior Advisor from Nordic Welfare, and Gunhilde Rotwald, PhD student from Norway. So, Helene Melkas, Professor in Industrial Engineering and Management and one of the motors behind this cooperation. Can you tell us about the project that brings us all together here today? What is the PROTECT project? Yes, thank you. Uh, the PROTECT project is called, or the full name is Proactive Health and Welfare Technology for Nordic Users and Societies. And that actually tells quite a lot about the project's uh, contents as well. So it's a um, networking project to uh, synthesize and advance Nordic research-based knowledge. And uh, especially important for us is that we need to focus or we are focusing on three different levels. So we are focusing on the level of users, uh, whether they are older people or people with disabilities and also their informal caregivers. Then we are interested in the implementation level, the perspective of professional caregivers and care organizations. And the third level that we are interested in is the societal level. So we are focusing on uh, advancing knowledge concerning what kind of needs exist at the, these different levels and also what kind of impacts uh, the use of health and welfare technology uh, has at these different levels. We are also interested in proactiveness. So um, you can often see situations where technology is brought into use too late and its benefits are then not realized. But we should, we should um, advance more and more proactive use of health and welfare technology so that uh, people can really uh, use and um, uh, benefit from technology early enough in their daily life, whether it's at home or at work. Thank you. Christine Gustafsson. Uh, associate prof professor researcher and a regis registered nurse in the field of health and welfare technology. What are the changes that PROTECT will bring to social care and health services and to who? Well, it's it's hard to say or promise that we, that we will change things, but uh, it's more like what can our contribution be? And um, it could simply be expressed that uh, how can research or academia contribute to increased use of proactive health and welfare technology in social care and healthcare? And uh, what, what are, are the research that is asked for or needed from the perspective of the patients, older people, people with disabilities, their relatives, informal caregivers, 
but also the professional caregivers, the care providers, the organization, and also the, the decision makers, the politicians. What, what research do they need for increased use of proactive and preventive uh, health and welfare technology? You know, we, we are facing the similar challenges with, with a demographic challenge, and we need to work more proactive and preventive to, to support people for prolonged independent life, to increased health, increased quality of life, and also uh, increase social participation, even though you might live with disabilities or diseases that uh, make it hard for you to be a, outside your home so that you can be an active part in the society. So our contribution is, um, I would say, knowledge and, and research that serves the society. Uh, that's our, the aim with, with this project and, and also the network's uh, work. How do you ensure that the knowledge uh, comes all the way to the, uh, to the end user, the authorities? Yeah, well, it, it's... I, I can't promise that we can ensure it, but we could. Uh, it's it's a part of our mission to work with uh, information about the knowledge and, and the research we we are uh, conducting in within this uh, network. So by being a part of the society, but also that the beneficial of the network of being a part of the Nordic Welfare Center and also have the possibility to communicate with the Nordic Council of Ministers. So, but it's, it's also about information and communication to, to the populations, the, the, the people who are living in our countries. Yeah, I think this is very good to also see that the process we have in this protect pro project, processing protect project, is that we have these workshops where we invite stakeholders to come. Uh, and the first workshop we had in September, we uh, we uh, we invited uh, stakeholders to come from the user perspective. Also, we invited from from the authorities. So we have, for example, the representatives from the the Directorate of Health in Norway participating, and that's that's. That's how we will go on with this uh, project. And I think that's one of the success factors to see, see things happen during the process, because the, what we come up with and the discussion we have in this project directly goes into um, the responsible person's uh, everyday life in their, in their authorities. We also have the, the organization, national organization for municipalities that there are invited, the KL and the KS and the SKR and the Kuntalito, etc. From, from the different countries. So they also we also see that, that this is have, have an impact. Uh, I mean, it is not only the final report that it will have an impact, it, it's, it's how we work in the process that also will have an impact. And I think I think that's very this is this is I think this is successful in this. Uh, uh, one of the successors in this project. It's also important for us to support early career researchers. So the work uh, or the, the results of this process and this project will also live on, uh, live further in their work. Uh, we are bringing them together and supporting them in their uh, career. And, and we also have the expectation that the result from this pro protect project uh, will be a foundation for us uh, in our future collaboration uh, within new research projects where we also could involve uh, senior researchers but also the early career researchers uh, 
in this Nordic collaboration project uh, within the area of health and welfare technology. So it's about communication, the result from the project, but also um, to be used in, in future research. Gunhilde Rotwald, you have extensive experience from the e-health field and a Master of Political Science in Sociology. Now you're a PhD student. Uh, in your opinion, is there something new in the way you work in this project? Well, I would like to continue the uh, views that have just been presented both from Christine, uh, Helena and Bengt uh, about the research value of the project. And I think it's um, the way that the project are bringing together perspectives uh, to the end user level, the professional level and the society level. And combining these and inviting stakeholders to uh, workshops where we're focusing on the different levels in each uh, workshop and working so close with stakeholders uh, that are involved gives value to uh, both the research but also to the uh, practical field that's going to take welfare technology into use. So, um, and this is something that uh, researchers in welfare technology or in e-health in broad has been struggling with uh, over years, uh, reaching out to uh, those who are going to use the technology in their practical work and those who are going to be exposed for it as end users. So, um, uh, yeah, I think this is uh, unique with uh, the project project that we managed to work so closely uh, with uh, stakeholders at all these levels. Protect is, is also a, um, a transdisciplinary project. Uh, are there any um, uh, challenges involved with working transdisciplinary? I think it's, uh, of course, it's it can be challenging, but I think uh, it's mostly a fruitful way to, to work together. And e-health or welfare technology research in its nature is multidisciplinary. And, uh, but research, traditional research is not very multidisciplinary. You have your discipline that you are in depth uh, of and uh, meeting other researchers that are uh, approaching welfare technology from different uh, perspectives is very fruitful. And uh, it's not many uh, conferences, research conferences that you are able to meet other researchers that are not covering your exact discipline. And uh, I think this is also something that we um, uh, meet in the project, project when we have uh, a lot of uh, early career researchers presenting their projects, uh, we get an uh, overview of what is, uh, what is the research perspectives in the Nordic countries uh, and uh, what uh, in sum these perspectives cover a very broad uh, field of research and it gives a lot of um, inspiration and a lot of ideas already for how we together can develop new uh, research projects for the future.
I fully agree that this multidisciplinarity is, is very essential in this topic because it simply is, uh, it requires so many different fields um, to be addressed. So it's, uh, we need to have uh, involvement from uh, uh, social sciences and humanities and care sciences and, and technology and so forth and everything in between. So we, we should not, uh, this, this topic should not be discussed without, without uh, taking into account the need for, for many different scientific fields. We can still see that there is um, research um, done on technology in a vacuum, so to say, that it's, it's, it never functions in a vacuum. So you need to, to have both the human and technological viewpoints and also many others. Bengt Andersson, Senior Advisor in Welfare Technology. You have first-hand knowledge on co Nordic cooperation while by working in the Nordic Welfare Center. What do you think is the added value from working across borders in the Nordic? Uh, overall, I think yeah, I think we have a lot to learn. Uh, of course, working together in the Nordic countries, as Christine said, we are we have similar knowledge. We have seen similar welfare model, uh, and uh, we can learn a lot about this. With 27 million people together, so it's a strength in in itself uh, to collaborate uh, instead of working for each and every each and every uh, country. But when it comes to, into this area, we see that we've been struggling a lot with welfare technology and health and welfare technology, implementing these kind of services for, I've been working with this area since 2007 on national level in Sweden. And we still sort of are uh, waiting for the big thing to happen that they implement these kind of services uh, uh, in, a, in a greater uh, way than we have done. and and. Uh, when we started up this um, research research network, I, I could never imagine that there were so many researchers around the Nordic countries working in research in, in welfare and health, health health technology. So, I mean, we 75 researchers now in this uh, network, uh, and that's quite impressive. And that's, I think, the foremost, the, the, the best answer to your question, that we can learn a lot of all these research that's been going on. Uh, that we could we could put in uh, from all levels of organizations to to politi politicians and, and and authorities to use these um, um, these publications that we have that are performed over the last ten years uh, by these seventy five researchers that we that we have and and to see that this is the value we have in to put in to start. Uh, in, in in a better way implementing these kind of services so, i mean there, there's a lot, lot of things to to add on a historical level uh, but we, then we also now are in the where we are now and where we could work more proactive as the pro protect pro project uh, aim for and i think that's uh, that's a very good thing to have these uh, all these researchers also in collaboration with with um, with authorities and representatives from from uh, from target groups into these sort of different workshops, uh, and I think this is uh, very strengthening. And I can say that I have some issues when it uh, comes to maybe language, etc. But otherwise, we see uh, very similar challenges and similar uh, uh, also uh, uh, what's successful in 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 our in our. Uh, on national and regional and local level, uh, no matter if it is in Finland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark or Iceland. So, I mean, there's a lot we can, can it goes cross border 
very much, I think. And, and uh, we, this is just the start. And I think we could, could uh, increase this. To, uh, we have the ambition to do that at the Nordic uh, Welfare Center and also from the Nordic Council of Ministers Secretariat in, in Copenhagen. You're saying much about the similarities, but are there any differences that could be a challenge for this kind of uh, cooperation? Yeah, of course, we, we see that we have a similar uh, welfare models around the Nordic countries, but if we scope down into regional uh, local level, we can see there are differences, of course. But I, I mean, we can learn from these kind of differences we have. I could I can say that they are uh, in some of our countries, for example, Sweden, uh, the, it's very uh, decentralized, these, uh, these services we're talking about and how they are performed and organized. We are, so we can say that are, there are some similarities, more similar uh, 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 way of doing things and the, 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 how, how the circumstances are in a regional municipality in Sweden with another regional municipality in Finland or Norway than it is between uh, this region and another region in Sweden. So, I mean, it's, uh, we could see that they are, and that comes to, to uh, um, a rural perspective, for example, we can see that the rural areas, the sparsely populated areas, they have much more in common with the challenges and how they solve things uh, between the Nordic countries than they have between uh, the nor nor northeast of Finland uh, have more similarities with north of Sweden or, or several areas in, in Norway than they have with the Helsinki area or uh, etc. So I mean there are so many perspectives you could lift you could uh, put in here. It all boils down to, uh, and that's why I like the Protect project. Uh, these three uh, perspectives that we have, we start up with the uh, with the uh, users, the 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 user perspective. I think that's so so good that. Helena and this project project have these three perspective of, of user perspective and then staff and informal caregivers perspective and the last one is the organization and social perspective but all these levels so to speak all this perspective are important and and if you go deep down into that and see then there's very little differences between the people uh, and the organizing and and the, the needs they we have wherever you live in the Nordic countries. I mean, there are so many more similarities that we could uh, use and the differences we could learn of them as well, of course, and, and use them in, in how to solve things. This rounds up our podcast on health and welfare technologies and the importance of working cross borders in the Nordics. It has been a pleasure to talk to Helene, Christine, Gunhilde and Bengt. Thank you all so much. And to all those working with health and care technologies, hook up with these brilliant people online. You can find more information on ehealthresearch.no, search for protects.